0: Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 is now in session. Is now in session.
1: Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on cranberry.fm, episode number 284. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of step Forth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcut, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local.
2: Well, is your week going well, bud? Oh, man, it's so busy. It's so hectic. We're in the midst of launching this new team. I've got everybody hired but one person, and we start our transition uh, next week. So things are crazy here at work.
1: Well, you know, all it takes is just adding a zero or three. And I'll I'll jump on board. You you, you can you can keep trying, but I mean, really I just need those zeros.
2: You gotta you gotta relocate to Cleveland. <laughs> well, with enough zeros. <laughs> that 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 is if if Canada doesn't get a put on the list of people that can't come into the country before too long,
1: <laughs> no one would do that to Canadians. We're too nice,
2: <laughs> and we have too much oil. <laughs> We're self-sufficient there now.
1: Yeah, that's true. But, uh, that's true. Unfortunately, that's true. Uh, anywho, um, so I, I got a uh, upgrade in my office here. I've got a standing desk, sit-stand desk. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty sweet. I'm, I'm sitting now, but I should probably start standing, actually. And uh, just got the monitor arms, so everything's off the table. They can all be adjusted different heights. It's eh, slick. Love it. I, uh, have you got one of those? at work
2: uh, we've had i had a few i've used them in the past but i always tend to sit <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i'm lazy what can
1: i say i just have to stand where my back's not so good so figure uh, it's 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 a step forward a step forth in fact oh to geez. <laughs> <laughs> improving my back god uh, <laughs> um it, it's it's very positive you know step forth it's very positive that's why we picked all it all right, right.
2: And, Fine, fine.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, um, there's a, quite a bit in the news today. And, and thank you very much for putting most of the notes together. So uh, I'll let you lead with it when we start with you.
2: Yeah, I, I guess um, over the past couple of weeks, if you haven't noticed, there's been some shifts in rankings. Um, there's been two different algorithmic updates that have been identified by a lot of those tools out there that track changes and rankings and people use those to say oh look there was an algorithm shift because bunches of ranks changed um there was one on february 1st right around that time frame that that google actually talked about admitted it was really an update targeting spammy links blog networks um you know link wheels all that kind of stuff we're used to hearing people are still doing it people are still trying to get away with it people Google's still discovering them and discovering the new tactics and techniques and they're making the adjustments to, to, to remove those links any kind of benefit people gain from those kind of links. So that happened on February 1st and then a week later there was all kinds of movement in these tools but Google didn't announce any kind of update. There's a lot of changes it was kind of a one of those things that they undisclosed it's not disclosed we just saw a bunch of movement and assumed there was an update i love that
1: the place where they saw most of the action was black hat
2: world (laughs) <laughs> yeah, of wonder. course. <laughs> people people complaining that what they're doing doesn't work, that'd be a good place to look. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: all the white hat areas are like, well, oh, I don't see any problem. <laughs> <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> um, PBNs. Oh, I still get people mentioning,
2: well, why don't we create oh, a yeah. PBN? Oh. Just Shoot. the fact that you use that will probably disqualify you from being one of my clients. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if they no ever say, say this that, if you ask for one,
1: yeah. that
2: or a link wheel. Yeah, get both of those, and, and and and
1: I don't disqualify them. I just have to do some. Sit down re education.
2: <laughs> you're right. You're right. You just have to try to help them understand the real world and how it's supposed to work. Um, yeah. Otherwise,
1: they're going to go to one of those companies that do it and they're going to be coming back to me later with no mm-hmm. rankings.
2: But I can tell you, probably more often than not, if someone has that kind of mindset coming in, it's really almost impossible to change that mindset to convince them that's not the way to go. Because they've been reading about it, they hear all this talk about it. And the next thing you know, that's the way it works. And they don't they don't believe you if you tell them that's wrong. Unfortunately. Yeah. They have to learn the hard way. Yep. They've got to get past those alternative facts. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So what's next? Um, what do we got? Oh, this one's really interesting. So someone spotted a test that Google was doing. Um, basically they're adding categories to search results. And the easiest Mm -hmm. way to think about this is, um, if you go into image search right now and you search for something relatively broad it will show you uh, some boxes a, a carousel across the top with different variations on that topic so if you're searching for a logo or a meme and there's variations on that it'll, and there's enough search volume around the different variations they'll show you those and you can basically click through the category to, to drill down to that variation well it's kind of similar to what this test is on organic search the examples they used here were um, actually, I want to click through to get, make sure I get the examples right. Um, first one was they were searching for, like, kids' clothing. And when, when it showed up, there was various types of clothes in this carousel across the tops. Uh, it was T-shirts, shoes, hoodies, socks, swimsuits, that kind of stuff. And um, as you drilled down, um, you search for shoes, it would actually the, – the, the carousel would stay there in this test, and it would switch to the shoes portion and just show you the results for the shoes, but you could click on any one of them across the board um, to drill down to that specific category. Um, The article, the people that were actually, I couldn't get this test to reproduce. I tried to see if I could see it, but I couldn't. But the people that did it said, when this was going, there was an interesting concept, but the search results were really not that high of quality. And I'm not sure why they they made that claim, but they just didn't like the search results. I hope that they kind of do this much more in the same type of methodology that they're using on image search, because here, these examples they are showing, um, and that it was at um, the SEM post is where this article is if you want to go look for it, and the title is Google adds category filters to some search queries, and it's just a test, so they're not, it's, it's not there completely. Um, but this test is showing that the, the categories stay the same for all these top level searches and you just click through and it shows you different results it doesn't show like if you search for kids clothing and it shows you t-shirts and shoes and 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 hoodies when you click that it it would drill down to kids clothing t-shirts so you're seeing kids t-shirts or kids shoes or kids hoodies and then if you switched it later to um swimwear the carousel switch to things like men's or women's or bikinis and one pieces drill you down in that category further um, where that's how it works on the image search. That's not how it's working on this test on organic. It'll be really interesting to see where this goes, though. If they do do something like that, that could change pretty significantly how we target longer tail terms and where we, where how we report on them too. Actually,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it's interesting to see them. You're right. Uh, I guess I've gotten too jaded. I, what I wonder, what percentage of these we actually see getting enacted, Google wide, like one, yeah,
2: true. <laughs> But this is not interesting because there's a precedent because they do this already in image search. Yeah. So so they've got a lot of data around how well it works. That's true.
1: The, one thing I was mentioning earlier, I thought it was kind of uh, uh, funny, was the use of swimsuit for kids was this uh, much older woman model. It's like,
2: I don't think that's… No, she wasn't uh, older. She was maybe 20, 21.
1: Okay. Well, she's still not a children.
2: <laughs> she's not a like... child. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then it says… So, and then the, the breadcrumbs above says garments children's television series, shoe. Huh? Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I guess someone, you know, it's just like those uh, celebrity shows. They, they, they like a shoe. They can look it up from a show. There you go. I didn't no idea. Um, in any case, uh, let's move on to um, WordPress updates. There's been a pretty significant one. Well, a few of them, a few significant ones recently. Um, the one being, I think the most recent one has been absolutely mandatory Um, It was because an exploit was discovered within WordPress that would pretty much open your entire website to being hacked, Um, and it was extreme. In any case, uh, most companies that uh, monitor these for their clients have updated their client sites, or at least informed them of it. Um, However, uh, Google just started sending out WordPress alerts to these owners, and it's causing a bit of havoc because you know, we've had to deal with this, but because our clients have actually been updated in some cases or in most cases when we're controlling them for sure. And uh, as a result, the client goes, well, well, I thought you said you did it. Well, we did. Google's sending out dated reports, so they're not actually going off accurate information and it's going to cause a bit of havoc. So if you see that. Mm-hmm but you've already updated your site, don't stress. Um, you know, if you want to verify, go for it, but uh, it's likely just a, a mistake at Google's end.
2: And I think it's important to note that these, these uh, um, notifications coming are in Google Search Console. So unless you, have, unless you have your Google Search Console configured to email you those notifications, you would actually have to go into Search Console to, to see these notices. Yes, and I do recommend setting up that email. Because yeah, frankly, yep.
1: um, it's difficult sometimes to get in there, and if you don't go and check it once in a while, you, you know, it, it can get lost.
2: Yeah, agreed. The, the the email notifications are very very handy.
1: Yeah, um, and, and until you get whatever fifty clients. I'll go into the same (laughs) address. It's like, (laughs) oh, it's very obvious when Google's sending out broadcasts. (laughs) I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Yes. Um, Another part here mentioned that I was reading about too is about 404 pages back in the day. They used to say that, um, and I think it is still good from a usability perspective, um, Mm -hmm. to have a 404 page. So that's when someone finds a broken URL, they get a 404. That's an error 404. And, and on that page, uh, they're saying that if you have uh, a menu on there that you've added um, specifically for SEO, well, don't even bother. Google is not looking at those and indexing them as uh, anything that could have any effect on SEO.
2: However, they're, they're look, not even crawling the content. It's, it's. They're just kind of ignoring what's on the page. Yeah, there you go. But again, from a usability perspective,
1: if you can give... Uh, the average visitor who finds a broken link, some very helpful links, so they can go directly to a section you believe they might need to go to, go for it. I mean, it's just a a smart thing to do. Otherwise, in many cases, if you haven't customized your 404 page, they're just going to see a white page with 404. I mean, that's a kiss of death. Uh, They're going to go back. They're going to go somewhere else. But
2: I think what people... And I think what people used to do from an SEO standpoint, in case you hear this, is they used to use the 404 pages kind of like a uh, page rank sculpting. You know, they would think, okay, a link is coming into this empty page. I want to capture that link juice and send it somewhere else on the site. That doesn't work. Yeah. That, that's just, that's what we're talking about more than anything. That's a lot of work for nothing. Yep, so, absolutely. There you go. Uh, Hopefully
1: we haven't ruined your day. (laughs) So you've got to listen to our show more. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, you take the next one here. So Google also, you know what, before we do that, I'm sorry to cut you off. I shouldn't have done that. Let's take a quick break. Otherwise we're going to start running out of stuff here. Uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited, so contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1 866 625 5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right. Fire away. Sorry about that, bud. All right.
2: No no problem. So uh, another thing tied to Google and Search Console and how they handle stuff. Uh, In Search Console, you can get a list of most of the links. It's never been complete, but most of the links that Google knows about pointing to your site. And there was a question recently that was answered either on Twitter or one of the the, the, uh, the hangouts that they do about you know why doesn't Google tell us you know which links they count and which links they don't? And they're very clear. They said they will never tell us. They, they'll they'll add links that are canonicalized. They'll add links that are no followed or followed. They'll add the links they they don't count all because they're spammy. They list everything they know about, and the reason they don't tell us is because. That'll give us. That'll give the the people that we were just talking about earlier, the, the people in that black hat forum, all the all the information they need to circumvent the process, right? So if, if Google tells us we don't count these links, a little bit of analysis will determine why, and they'll try to work around it. So they basically just give you everything they know, and leave it to people like us to try to figure out which ones are good and which ones aren't. And and it it sounds like common sense, and it sounds like something we should know, but people are still asking those questions. So we want to make sure you guys, our listeners, understand that as well.
1: And in case you need it, that's yet another good uh, piece of evidence that links are a critical component of their algorithms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. They don't want you to know much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What's new? (laughs) Now this part, I'm afraid, is yours as well. I don't know. I'm not up on up to date on this one about AMP pages.
2: So um, there's there's been if anybody's using AMP um, or if you're thinking about using AMP, one of the issues with it for for a while now has been users have been complaining or grumbling about the fact that if they wanna share one of these stories, the only URL they had access to was really the the Google cache page URL. They couldn't share the, the URL to the site. Publishers were complaining about their URLs couldn't be shared. Um, and Google heard, heard that and they listened and they've actually changed the way the AMP is being displayed now to where there's a a little link symbol at the top that if you click it, it will show you the canonical URL for that page. So you can actually cut and paste it or share that URL, um, however you're gonna be sharing it. Um, Now, the one thing
1: I should note, see, I did read this, pardon me, but was that beforehand, before they had that URL uh, addition, if people linked to that page, it would still get redirected to the client site anyway, the Google. Yeah, so yeah. it was working. They're just people didn't want to rely on the the site owners don't want to rely on that because well, it's Google. Things change all the goddamn time. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want and, links and, like that sticking out there.
2: And, and Google actually has three different URLs for every one of those pages. They have the amp URL, the Google slash amp URL. They have the pre-render URL. They have the cache URL. So there's been a lot of confusion about which URLs to use and share. This helps solve a lot of those questions. Um, so. It's a good thing. I'm not sure if they went far enough because it's kind of hard unless you know it's there and know how to use it. It's still kind of hard to find the right URL to share. Uh, hopefully, it'll catch on and people will learn to use it and understand how it works, but it's a step in the right direction.
1: Right. And, well, Yext, this is something that uh, you've dealt with a lot. I've, I've done a little bit, but uh, local, of course, being a critical component to Step Force work and First Dentist, we deal with a lot of stuff. I haven't – I've actually – Stayed away from Yext based on your advice. So I think, yes, so there you go. So you should leave with this again, too, because this is a good one.
2: The reason this came up is because if you haven't heard, um, one of the industry veterans, Dwayne Forrester, um, Dwayne started, he was, he actually, when he first came to my attention, he was the Matt Cutts of Bing, right? He was working for Microsoft. He was the the, the interface that the community had with the Bing search engine.
1: After Jeremiah. Uh,
2: Was he after him? I think,
1: well, yeah, definitely after him, but I don't know yeah. how much farther. But, yeah, Jeremiah yeah. Andrick was great.
2: Yeah, and then he 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 bounced around a couple of places. He ended up at Bruce Clay for a while, and he just recently left Bruce Clay and just announced in the past week that he's become the, what is it, the VP of Industry Insights at Yext. Um, for those who don't know Yext, Yext is a local search company that really um, does a lot of work with small businesses to help them um, be found in local search. Now, for a small business you'll get a phone call from Yext and it sounds like a great deal for those of us in the industry. And you know, I hope they're not an advertiser on the network, but they have a pretty, pretty bad reputation for a couple of reasons. Um, primarily, it can all be summed up that when you leave Yext, all the work they did from you reverts back to what it was before. So once you stop paying them, everything that happened goes away pretty much. So it's it, they, they kind of like hold you hostage to make sure you keep your local search and keep all the citations that you've built and all the corrections you've made. Um, that's an issue, and I've actually got I've actually had a conversation with Dwayne via email since he started there. Actually, it was on his very first day. I said, "Great way to start your day, huh? Um, your first day." But to, to ask him if he has any chance to do anything about these. So we've got a we've got a conversation going on, and I'll let you know if he updates me with anything. But I'm hoping, oh. I'm hoping that he, he's able to get in there and help them change that so they can change their reputation and do better for their clients long term. Yeah, the only problem is
1: Yext is making it it's it's against their whole business model, which doesn't say much. But is and that is that if you stop paying them monthly or annually, um, mm-hmm. you don't appear on their partner sites, which you know, that's their model. Yeah,
2: I so, know. It'll, it'll be <laughs> tough. And, and I and I I, I, I told him I, I hope their bad reputation doesn't run run off on Dwayne's because because Dwayne has a great reputation in the industry. He really does. And and I hope he can make a difference there somehow. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe have another version of their products or something. But let, let's hope things change at Yext.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. It's uh, certainly got a, a, a great cache of sites. I still submit to them because um, you can still get on them. They're uh, they're. I'm not sure if they actually own them or they're just relationships they have with them. Do you know that or not?
2: They have a they they have some they own. They also have. Direct relationships with a lot of the major sites, so like even even things like Yelp, they have an API feed directly into Yelp. So if, if they're going to update your Yelp listing, great, they update it via via the API. Mm-hmm. Well, when when you're done, they cut you off the API and everything reverts back to the way it was at Yelp. So it's not a permanent update on Yelp. It's just continually fed by the API. That's the problem. It'll, a lot of these types of companies, and, and I've, I've worked with a couple now, that when they make an update for you like that, it's permanent. It's changed. So you don't have to worry about the fact that, you know, when you leave this company, it's going to revert back to what it was. You do have to worry about that with Yelp. And that, causes, that can cause big issues because if you get a bunch of indexed um, information in there and then it disappears, now you've got duplicate listings. Because that other stuff that was indexed could stay indexed for a while, even though on the sites it's reverted back. Now you're going to have that indexed as well. You can have duplicate listings in local search, which we all know is is a huge problem. I, I hate to I hate to bash Yaks the way it is. I'm just trying to, you know, they probably do some good for people that they're working with. As, as long as you continue to pay them, they're going to be doing some work, good work for you to, to get you those local search results. It's just I personally have an issue with the fact that they hold people hostage for that money and they don't do work that benefits a client long term.
1: Yeah, and I, I wish I could point to the, the article, but there was an article I'm I'm 90% sure was focused on Yext. And it was uh, someone actually took account of what happens when he left. So he, he took uh, and he watched to see how long it would take for specific links to drop. And uh, that was… Uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought, but it was still not good.
2: Yeah, I had a, I had a number of phone calls with the ex a couple of years ago, really trying to dig into this, because I was looking to see if they could be a, a you know a partner of ours, and I kept asking these questions, and they just could not give me satisfactory answers. There was issues with the domains they create for clients. I believe, though I don't remember, it's been such a long time ago. There was issues with the way they handled call tracking. There was there was a number of things I could not get past. Good
1: for Dwayne. I hope he does a good job and uh, it's good too. that they've
2: got him there. That's a, that's a,
1: at least a positive
2: move. So. Absolutely.
1: Now, uh, another part of uh, local search is when you do a search for a particular uh, business, let's say, or you look at a business in the knowledge panel on the right, it'll show below it uh, people also look, searched for and Uh, a bunch of the businesses that might be in the area that are competing businesses. Well, apparently, and I haven't seen this, I'm just reading this from the good old SEM Post, uh, Google's becoming more aggressive with these, and uh, they're showing them more often. Now, um, had you you read this as well?
2: I read a little bit of it, educate me.
1: Okay, so um, what happened here is, and I'm just verifying my, my words here before I say, is that uh, they've changed the order in which this information is appearing. So you'll get, let's say, the, the example they have here. Um, this is the most aggressive version. Right below the, the search for the company Humberview Group, it says people also searched for. Then the review summary appears. That's pretty odd. Um, in most cases, it would go the company that you looked for, their review summary, and then people also searched. Um, so I, I hmm. can't say I like that too much. Um, the third one, third option that's provided uh, shows the same search, but then it gives a few examples of uh, reviews, and then people also searched for. So um, I don't know why exactly they would do this. Uh, I I guess the the point is that, well, obviously one of them's an ad. (laughs) There you go. Um, Yeah. I guess that pretty much sums it up. Uh, I don't (laughs) think it would be a user experience thing. I mean, it's more money, right?
2: Yep, absolutely. Uh, Sadly, that yeah. They've also, in many cases now, they've taken the three-pack for local search when you do it, and it's basically now a two-pack with an ad. They've just gotten rid of one of the, th- the, the search listings and added an ad in there. So they're doing that across the board in a lot of different areas. Meh. Well, we are always humbled by
1: those changes. We have to, have to deal with them. There's something we can do. All right, well let's uh, take a quick uh, break and we get back we'll talk about uh, uh, some ish some ish news uh, and uh, that's Gary Ish from Google and some questions. SEO
0: 101 will be back right after recess. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at Orangehilldevelopment.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on cranberry.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc.
2: All righty. Gary, what have you been up to? So Gary had an interesting tweet the other day, and I think it just came out of nowhere. I'm not sure why he started, but it basically, it's a did you know, that HTTPS URLs in a duplicate cluster have higher chance of becoming canonical. And that itself is interesting, just the, the, the way they're <laughs> handling the HTTPS duplication. Um, yeah, and he's got a really good um, uh, image added to his post, but there was some really good conversation in the comments or the replies in that thread on Twitter that really intrigued me, because right? people asked some really good questions like, you know, if we had, if it's a two horse race, which one has the edge, HTTPS or the standard? Of course, you know the HTTPS is answered correct. But then there was questions about, well, what if someone canonicals it accidentally from um, or from a HTTP to an HTTPS? Um, and he was very specifically says the the canonical the canonical indicator is a heavier signal. So that's going to be a heavier signal than just just a standard HTTPS versus HTTP, and I think we're getting way beyond 101 here. I was about to say <laughs> it, yeah. it's it's really kind of interesting. There was a whole there was another one, but what happens if you have it in a canonical and an XML sitemap? And it's it was a really interesting read, and he he was very open about it too, a lot lot more so than we usually see when we're getting it this technical and how Google does things. And he was actually to the point where he's, well, here's, here's a tweet he said, and you'll have to read the whole thing to understand, the, 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 but he basically to the point where he said, basically, you have 1.42 points from a sitemap, and the HTTP person has 4.2, but if you just rely on the HTTPS, it's 5.42, and boom. So if you add up the first two, it's less than the HTTPS, basically, is what he's saying. But he's getting to the point where he has numbers tied to each of these individual things, which we usually don't see. When, he's, when, when Googlers are talking about this stuff. Sure,
1: but I think I'm, I'm going to officially blame you for losing half our listeners.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but, but now they're on Twitter, and they went to their own personal profile. They lost us anyway as soon as we mentioned Twitter. <laughs> it is interesting. they went to go it's see very what, what, yeah. what Trump was saying today. <laughs> I don't want to go there.
1: Oh, dear. Okay, well, it is interesting. So I apologize if it was
2: too too weighty for you, I apologize, but it's really this is the kind of stuff that that I love to read, and I love to dig into um, to understand a little bit more about what they're doing with our sites and how they're measuring them.
1: Yeah, well, it just goes to show that that the um, HTTPS is a serious contender um, uh, and and it's getting that much more weight on a regular basis. so. That's a good thing. And it's a good segue too. Um, One of the questions we have from our good old Mark Taylor um, was, uh, is it time to move e-commerce sites to HTTPS regardless of whether it's logical from an SSL perspective? Given the Chrome 56 warnings in Google Search Console uh, or Google Webmaster (laughs) Tools for all those of us that care, is Google (laughs) going to penalize non-HTTPS sites soon? So to just give our uh, perhaps new listeners a bit of a a recap here. So first of all, HTTPS means a secure connection to a website. Uh, Google is recommending this strongly to all websites to upgrade. uh, They want everyone to. Technically, it's only really necessary for anyone who has a form on a page. And that's why Google has started to, um, actually, it should be stop happening any day, right? I think it's this month. Um,
2: Yeah, I think
1: so. They're going to start placing a, um, a bit of a, a red flag in the URL um, bar, address bar of your browser, if you go to a form that isn't secure, isn't secured with HTTPS. Um, that's just one of their steps forward to pushing everyone into making that switch.
2: Well, did they switch to just a little flag? Because when they first announced it, there was going to be a modal pop-up covering the whole page basically, that you had to dismiss before you could go on.
1: Yeah, as far as I know, that's not the case. It's just a, a flag.
2: Yeah, that, that was that was a good move to change that because that was freaking people out. Yeah. no doubt. No. <laughs> um,
1: now, if there's money being involved and they have that, then that should happen as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, yeah. Um, but
2: even a form, if you think about it, if you have like a, a subscription to your email newsletter on your blog and you have it over in the, in the footer or over in the like one of the navigation at the bottom or something, you just add your emails here to join join our newsletter and hit the button, that's a form. Even if it's one box and a button to join them, that's a form that could that could generate this type of uh, indicator on your page. Yeah.
1: So uh, John Mueller did reply. So thanks, Mark, for posting this question. He did cite John to try and get him to uh, to answer. And he says, I'd absolutely recommend e-commerce sites be fully on HTTPS. If people uh, post credit card numbers or log in, that should only be done on HTTPS. Both Chrome and Firefox flag it in the meantime. I wouldn't care what search does. Getting traffic that doesn't convert is just as bad as not getting it at all.
2: It's interesting that he said at the very beginning there that sites should fully be on HTTPS, and then went to talk about specific pages that collect credit card information and login data. And, and Mark's follow-up question was, you know, uh, the che- he said the checkout pages and all that are HTTPS, but the product pages themselves are still HTTP, and he's asking for recommendations if that should be changed. And that's kind of my question still, too. I'm not sure if I'm ready to do that for all of my clients. You know, absolutely, any page that's that collecting that kind of information should always be secure. But it's a lot of work and can cause some issues. Um, if you try to do your entire site, especially with a large e-commerce style site that may have tens of thousands of pages, um, what, what's your thought, Ross? I know that you're doing it for all your clients, but and I'm curious why you made that switch already.
1: Well, we're making the switch. We have it. We want to get all our ducks in a row before we start pitching it hard. But uh, I do believe, and I get said it in the last episode that uh, this is the year of HTTPS. I think everyone's going to be. Uh, a lot of people are going to be making the switch. And we want to just get ahead of that game. Um, and the reason why is, is the fact is that it, it is being pushed by Google. It's the kind of thing that's going to have some impact. It really should be done for anything with forms. And frankly, most sites have forms. And it's it's a bit of a pain in the arse to, to do. But um, why not get ahead of it?
2: So, so you're, you're saying basically because Google tells you to. Because Google told us to. Yes. <laughs> just like they told us to do authorship.
1: Yeah, well, this
2: one they're a little more
1: committed to because I think, you know, security is another thing entirely with them.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm still debating on whether it's something we should add into our programs as a requirement. I definitely put it in when it makes sense for a client. And, you know, if a client's redesigning a website and they're already in that process of rebuilding everything, that's a perfect time. We'll go ahead and make your switch to HTTPS. HTTPS yes, do it. Is if a client comes to us and they've got a perfectly functional site, it's working well, they're not doing e-commerce, so they're not taking credit card information and no one has to sign in and they just want help with SEO. Is that the kind of, do I want to recommend HTTPS to them now? That's where I'm having my issue. I'm not sure if it's a time for them yet or not. And I'm still working through that. Well, it's a good question.
1: Um I wouldn't make it a requirement. Uh, I definitely wouldn't use that strong a word. Um, I do think that you know, there is a time where it, would, it will happen. Um, I mean, there's always a freedom of choice. If a client doesn't want to go that route, well, they're going to have to suffer a bit, uh, potentially in the future, at least. Um, we also, when that happens, have to make it clear to the client that, okay, well, you're you're potentially handicapping some of the abilities for us to get you vi- visibility. And you should know that. It, it sucks to have that because we don't need anything <laughs> making life any more difficult to try and get visibility.
2: See, I always put myself in a, in the consumer's position as an educated consumer, right? So if, if, if I ever get out of this business and I go start a bar somewhere, right, and I want a bar because I want live music playing on the weekends or something like that, and somebody comes to me and wants to do my SEO, and I don't have the time to do it, so I said, like, sure, you know, you do it for me and, and because I don't have the time or resources to do it. And they came to me and they said, you know, hey, we want to switch your site to HTTPS. My first question would be, why? And if they say, well, because it impacts your rankings or because, you know, Google says we need to do it, I'm like, well, if it's impacting my rankings, fine. You know, let's talk about it. Um, But if it's just because Google said so, I'm not ready yet. You know, you need more to convince me that this is what we need to do.
1: But remember, it's not just that. It's Chrome, which is a pretty fundamental uh, platform. Oh, yeah. It's going to start giving warnings, and that's not good for business
2: if if they're going to give warnings for for sites that have a have a form or collect you know basically the forms if i don't have forms on my site do i have to worry about it
1: yeah they're right and that's those cages those are not going to be our first ones we're going to choose to push this right. on, um, we're going to say to our only, clients. Then
2: it's only first. the page that has the form, right? So if I have a if I have a contact us page at the back end of the site that has a web email form, that page might get that, but none of the rest of the site does. So I don't want my contact page ranking in search anyway. So I don't care if it affects the rankings of my contact page, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, there's a it, there's a lot
2: to take into consideration.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I think uh, for the smaller businesses, the transition is not going to be quite as painful and it's um, it's something that could just be done all at once versus spending the money to have just a page done. Um, you still have and, to get this SSL certificate. You still have to get all the stuff that costs the money. Uh, why not go the whole way?
2: Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, I think it's, it's critical and it's going to get to the point before too long where… I'm going to say every site that comes to us, one of our deliverables is going to be, let's get this site moved, HGPS. I just don't know if that time is yet. It might be later this year. It might be the beginning of next year. Fair enough. Well, on
1: behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody.